my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys had a terrific weekend. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my brother, Greg Price. Always a great time talking to Greg. Uh, and we had a ton to discuss, as always, today. Um, we talked about the left and the press uh, spending the last week um, essentially encouraging violence against Christians as they demonstrate absolute fealty to the trans agenda. Uh, we talked about Douglas Mackey and, and the death of freedom of speech in this country. Uh, we talked about how Congress tried to sneak through what would essentially be the Patriot Act on steroids in this anti-TikTok bill, um, and a bunch more. We, we had a lot to discuss. I think you guys will enjoy it. Before we get to Greg, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe. If you are an Apple user, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. Right. Without further ado, the great Greg Price. All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Greg Price. Greg, how you been, man? I've been good, dude. Good to be back home again. Absolutely, man. And we got a ton to get to, as always. Um, we got to start here, though. We're going on almost a full week of the press and the Democrats legitimately encouraging violence against their political opponents, against Christians. Um, and I'm not sure how else I'm supposed to put it. Uh, that is that is what we're seeing right now. And it's not just like, you know, the hacks over at Vice or HuffPo or something. Like, this is coming straight from the White House. Um, you know, they've made the, the Nashville trans shooter a martyr. Um, it's essentially the, the Democrat position that these Christian kids had it coming because of laws in Tennessee that stopped Democrats from mutilating children. You know, and I just keep coming back to over this last week, the, the transgender stuff aside, it's like we've been heading in this direction for a long time, but it does seem to me like we're running out of common ground with these people. <laughs> like, I just don't, if you look at the left and the right, like, I don't know what values we actually hold in common. Like, and that's a legitimate question. Like, what, after what you've seen from the left over the last seven days, it's like, what do we still have in common with these people? Yeah, I mean, you're right. And you think about, like, things that have happened in the past. After the, the Charleston shooting, the really tragic Charleston shooting in 2015, you know, they demanded Confederate statues and the Confederate flag come down. You know, when George Floyd happened, they demanded, like, American history be canceled. People were going as far as, like, the Dixie Chicks changing their name to Chicks. And then after a transgender shooter kills three Christian children in a targeted attack against Christians, the response has been, from the White House and from every American corporation to stand with the transgender community. You had, you know, Kareem Jean-Pierre saying that from the White House podium, like just three days after three Christian kids were killed. You had uh, Bud Light making Dylan Mulvaney one of their brand ambassadors. You know, you had like Madonna doing a concert in Nashville for the CMT Awards to benefit transgender people. This is the first, you know, mass shooting in history where the left and corporations have, have shown solidarity with the group of people of which the shooter was a part, unlike shootings of the past where 
when they happen, they demand that everything be canceled. Like it's, it's been fully insane to watch. And, but, but this is what you understand. This is what they fully believe. They fully are in favor of, you know, violence happening against their political opponents, violence happening against people who oppose mutilating children, violence against Christians is perfectly fine with them. It's, you know, that's what they believe. They're, they're completely okay with it. And they, they're not really hiding it. And it happened immediately. I mean, this isn't like, uh, you know, I mean, after the Boston Marathon bombing, a couple months later, Rolling Stone had the bomber on the, on the cover of their magazine for some reason. And it, but I mean, this was immediate. It was, it was the same day. I mean, it was like Kareem Jean-Pierre the same day was talking about how great trans people are and we stand with the trans community. It's like they just immediately swept the actual murders under the rug and just, I mean, they just doubled down on the trans stuff. I mean, it's like, I guess if you're this far gone, if you're this deep into the ideology, you can't really turn back now. Um, but yeah, it, it is fascinating. And then these Democrats, they seem to be like cosplaying as mass shooters now too. And that's kind of been the most fascinating part of it to me. This broad who was Katie Hobbs uh, press girl down in Arizona was fired for posting a meme about shooting quote unquote transphobes, whatever that means. Uh, the minority whip of, of the Wyoming house, a Democrat did the same thing, you know, posted a meme about, you know, fantasizing about shooting us <laughs> openly. There's fantasizing about killing Christians, killing guys like us. Um, and it's not just like, the mask coming off, so to speak, they just immediately went like murderous. <laughs> they went straight. I mean, they went right from right to like pretending to murder us. You know, and it's like the 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 most bizarre part is seeing how comfortable they are doing this. Like they're so confident in themselves. It's like they don't. Not that they just don't see obviously these moral degenerate people. I mean, they they obviously have no moral issue with with celebrating the deaths of their political opponents. But it's like they're just so confident posting that on the internet. It's like they're so used to not being held accountable for anything they do or say. They just, I don't know, I guess in their little bubble, man, it, it's completely acceptable, completely normal. And, like, I just don't understand, like, why the obsession with specifically transgender people like this, like the fact that they go as far to say, "I we will shoot you if you don't affirm the gender of people who are confused about their biological reality like i don't understand this whole militant attitude toward this like group of people that represent like less than one percent of the country like it just it makes no sense like this creepy ideology that says that biological realities aren't actually real that people are born in the wrong body it's just so confusing why they're so obsessed with it but it's literally an evil force on our country that needs to be rooted out by all means because it's it, you know, it's disgusting. It's it's disgusting. And like, yeah. I just, and again, like, why why specifically this? I really don't have a good answer for it. Yeah, because other than they're just evil. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I mean, because typically when Dems pander to a certain group, it's like they they are doing it for electoral reasons. You know, like they they obviously, you know, black people are not going to get reparations, right? Everybody knows that. That's ridiculous. But it's like they, all the Democrats talk about stuff like reparations because depending on where you are in the country, you really need the black vote, you know, like black people are, it's still a small percentage, something like 13, 14% of the American voting base. But, you know, yeah, like tra really, are there that many trannies voting? Like, is it, you know, I can't imagine it's more than 1% or half of a, a percent of the country. Um, are, are you really angling for the trans vote? 
I'm pretty sure if if you're the kind of fella who is willingly chopping your own penis off, you're already voting for Democrats. I don't I don't think the Democrats really need to work too hard to to get you to vote with them. But yeah, it is it is funny. It, it's like the first ideology they're doing just for nefarious evil purposes, not just to try to get elected. Yeah, it's like I think like the statistic. I think it's like there's less than one percent of the country is transgender. There's like a little just over a million of transgender people in America in a country of over 350 million people. And yet it's like this one subset of the population that the entire Democrat Party has decided to militantly go to war for, as well as every American corporation in America has to pander to this specific audience. And even companies like Bud Light that have largely conservative audiences you know, I don't know if you saw, but at the CMT Awards last night, the Country Music Awards, you had Kelsey Ballerini doing a drag performance. And like country music is a like overwhelmingly conservative audience. And yet they're out there doing drag like these these corporations have even like the ones you with vast majority conservative audiences have completely gone woke and they've completely forgotten who their customer base is. And it's only, and it's literally only just it, they're literally pissing off their entire audience just to pander to like a little over a million people in America. Like it's it's completely ridiculous. And I think the majority of people, I think the majority of people who may consider themselves liberal understand how fully crazy this is. But like it's it's literally just the entire corporate political ruling elite in this country that have decided that confusing people, children about gender and pushing this crap on them is is what we have to do, and we'll shoot you if, if you disagree with it. Right. Yeah. I mean, these co- these these companies are just not worried about the right. I mean, like the right just doesn't boycott stuff. Like Republicans, conservatives, just they don't. I mean, they don't use their economic power, which they have a lot of. They have a ton of economic power if they actually wanted to use it. But I mean, they just don't like. I don't know, man. Right wingers just don't boycott. They don't really protest. They don't. Yeah, I mean, just these companies don't fear the right the way they do the left. And I, dude, with the Dylan Mulvaney thing, until like this morning, I didn't think that was real. I thought that was a meme, dude, with the Bud Light thing. <laughs> I, I had no like. It is. I mean, how many trannies are out drinking Bud Light, man? My like, it's just. It makes no economic sense, you know. And that's like, and that's why, you know. Um, that's that. I mean, that's the thing that libertarians miss, you know, because they like a lot of libertarians are still so convinced in like the Ayn Randian philosophy that economics is everything. And that's just not true. I mean, these like we are kind of living in a post-capitalist society anyway, where a lot of these major corporations care more about the ideology than they do about their own profits and their own shareholders. Well, yeah, this is why, uh, you know, conservatives need to need to start investing in alternatives in a great company that I know of that's become very big over the last year is a company called Public Square, which is run by my friend Michael Seifert. And basically right. it's a database of of conservative businesses, of you know, of freedom loving businesses. Like the only way we're ever going to fight back against this is by conservatives and you know just patriotic Americans at large making an active effort to stop giving your dollars to companies that hate you. And find ones that love you. And like, if you like, if you download that app, you literally, like, I'm I live in the D.C. area, very blue area. You'll go on your app and you see red dots all over of all of these new businesses that you can go to instead of you know corporations. Like, 
saving America doesn't start by like Republicans winning an election. It starts by going to a local co- coffee shop on the public square app instead of going to Starbucks. 100%. Like that's the real way you save. That's the real way you save America. Our pe- the people, the Republicans you vote for aren't saving you. This is how we save our country is by actively denying corporations that are act that are actively facilitating the decline of Western civilization. It starts by actively making an effort to, de- to deny them your dollars. 100%. And public square is a great way to do that. And that's why it's become so popular. Yeah. And public square is a, a really cool app, by the way, actually, I don't think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but um, yeah, I definitely, especially if you live uh, in or near a major city, definitely check out public square. I know like, where I'm in, in Toledo, I did check it out and looked at the map around and there's not much there yet, but obviously that'll change as, as the company grows and more, more, uh, companies come online with them. But, uh, yeah, there, if you're in most of uh, major American cities, you're going to find that app very useful. There's going to be a lot of, you know, liberty minded, you know, not woke, not insane, trans <laughs> obsessed companies near you. And then also, I mean, just a side note, you know I mean? It's best to shop local anyway, man, like support local businesses. It's always better to support the local coffee shop over Starbucks anyway, but no, definitely check that out. Um, man, I'll tell you what to one more thing on the the trans stuff before we move on. It's like watching (laughs) or or the, the, the transurrection, watching all these, you know, trans allies or whatever, storming state capitals across the country. It's just like, Man, Democrats used to, like, protest illegal wars. <laughs> you know, they were out <laughs> protesting Afghanistan, out protesting the Vietnam War, and now they're putting on lipstick and women's clothing and storming state capitals because they're mad that Republicans want to stop them from grooming small children. It's like, good grief, man. I mean, it's like I used to respect the left's ability to organize and protest, you know, because they, they really were effective for a long time, a lot of decades in this country. And it's like, it's like this, this is what they're putting their time and effort to. Boy, oh boy. I mean, there's just nothing, there's nothing left to relate to on the left. I mean, it's just, these people are a complete joke. The kind of characters that we saw storming these state capitals, it's like, my goodness, you people are absolutely pathetic. Yeah, and like, I remember when uh, Matt Gates went really viral over the summer for like saying that all the people at these protests, all the liberals at these protests are ugly and fat and unattractive and he got like raked over the coals for this but then you look at all these protests you look around at all the people there and you're like is he really wrong though no he's not and and yeah like you said like the left are the ones who used to be cool in america they used to be you know republicans were largely seen as like you know the the suits and the the corporate losers whereas like you know the left you know they were the cool people out there protesting wars and fighting against you know the system and shit and now they are fully in tune with the system they are fully raging with the CIA and Amazon while at the same time promoting a cultural agenda that is literally evil and seeks to tear our country apart and it's you know they they've just become they've become what they claim to what they've claimed in the past to oppose Oh, yeah, man. I mean, like, Rage Against the Machine literally had an album called Evil Empire. It was all about, like, the evils of the American Empire. And now they're literally just supporting every single facet of the quote-unquote evil empire they claim to hate so much. I mean, it's like, America still has these imperial tendencies, but now it's just, like, 
the trans flag must fly in Kiev. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's still imperialist, kind of, but it's just for this bizarre, woke, leftist ideology now. And all those people that used to hate stuff like this are just, I don't know, man. They just bought it hook, line, and sinker. Like, it is it is crazy, man. And so, all right, we got to move on to a couple things here. Um, and uh, also, if anybody doesn't follow Greg on Twitter, follow him now. I, you know, obviously, the, the audience knows my, my baby was born a few weeks ago, almost four weeks ago, and I've had no sleep, no time to do a lot of research. And I've kind of been relying on, on Greg's Twitter feed a little bit if I need to find some content, find some clips that I need to check out for a topic I need to write about or discuss here on the show. So, um, you know, if you only follow one dude on Twitter, make it Greg, because he's going to give you a lot of information that you need. But um, Democrats and their lefty allies in the GOP essentially try to sneak through the Patriot Act on steroids. Um, in this bill, the, the Restrict Act that would ban TikTok. Um, Greg, you might be part of the reason why this ain't going to pass. I mean, your tweets went crazy viral and, and brought this to a lot of people's attention. Uh, but they, these people legitimately are trying to make it illegal to use a VPN, right? They, they try to use the TikTok scare to essentially destroy the Internet and freedom of speech forever. I mean, absolutely. I'm not surprised by anything the regime does. But what these psychopaths tried to sneak through with this bill, man— uh, it, it essentially would end the internet as we know it. Well, yeah, certainly freedom on the internet. It would change, you know, the way the internet runs for the foreseeable future, and it would give the government very broad powers to to spy on American citizens using the internet. And like the the bill, like if they wanted to ban TikTok, they would pass a bill, which I, Marco Rubio has one that would simply ban TikTok. But instead of doing that, this bill from Mark Warner, senator from Virginia, and John Thune senator from, uh, I believe, North Dakota, would like literally, like you said, it is the Patriot Act on steroids. Essentially what it does is it authorizes the Department of Commerce to appoint a new secretary of communication. And this person gets unlimited funding, unlimited hiring power, and they are not everything they do is not subjected to a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit. And essentially what they are allowed to do is that they are is that any American who is, you know, using an app that they have to the owned by a foreign government, a hostile foreign power or communicating with, you know, people affiliated with a hostile foreign power, they now have the ability to seize all of like literally everything you own that uses the internet, they can seize. They, and, and, and on top of that, they can deem any foreign government an adversary without informing Congress. So basically, they have the power to say so and so is using this app from so so and so country. That country is now a foreign adversary. Now we can seize all of their internet devices and put them in. And, and the penalties for you know using communicating with a with a whatever they decide is a hostile foreign power on any given day are like ten years in jail, one million dollar fine, and a seizure of of your assets. Like it's full. It sounds ridiculous, but this is a very real bill going through the Senate. It's called the Restrict Act, Senate Bill 686, and it has 22 co-sponsors, 22 bipartisan co-sponsors, may I add. Everybody from Richard Blumenthal from Connecticut to Lindsey Graham to you know Tim Kaine and Mark Warner, Joe Manchin, Michael Bennett, Gillibrand, Dan Sullivan from Alaska, Susan Collins. Like all of basically the people that you hate in the United States Senate 
are co-sponsoring this bill. And Lindsey Graham like doesn't even know he's co-sponsoring the bill because Jesse Waters asked him about it the other day and he said he had no (laughs) idea what was even in the bill. And so it's like this is a fully insane bill that has to die, but it's got 22 co-sponsors in the Senate. So it, it might pass with full bipartisan support. As with most things that suck in this country, Amer- the Amer- American Republic will always decline by unanimous consent. Yeah. I mean, you hope, if it does pass the Senate, you hope that McCarthy has enough sway to get his caucus in, in line and stop it in the House. But, I mean, obviously there's no guarantee. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of limp-wristed Republicans in the House as well. So um, it, it's very important that we kill this bill. I mean, this is like, it would make it, like you said, just giving the government unprecedented power to kind of arrest whoever they want, who's posting things they don't like on the Internet, which certainly, uh, you know, guys like you and I fit that description pretty well. So uh, that that would be absolutely terrifying. Um, another piece of news that I have not discussed at all on this podcast that I want you to explain a little bit further for the audience. Um, as of last week, it's uh, now illegal, apparently, to make fun of Democrats <laughs> in this country. Uh, can you explain who Douglas Mackey is and what happened? Yeah, so Douglas Mackey was just a guy who, uh, you know, in the 2016 election operated a very, very popular anonymous, you know, MAGA meme account. I'm sure if people who are listening are on Twitter, you see all these like anonymous meme posters. There's several of them and a lot of them are really good. And he was kind of the OG MAGA poster in, in 2016. And basically he tweeted uh, a meme that was like a fake uh you know, text to vote thing where it said Hillary Clinton voters can text this number to vote for Hillary Clinton. And it was clearly a joke making fun of the intelligence of Hillary Clinton voters. And but apparently like three or four thousand people texted this number. (laughs) And so he so he you know, everything was fine. But then literally the week after Joe Biden was inaugurated, the DOJ announced they were charging Douglas Mackey, the guy behind this anonymous account. Which was he, which was called Ricky Vaughn, like from the movie Major League. They announced that they were charging him for denying the people the right to vote, were what these charges were because of this meme that he posted that was like saying people could text this number to vote as a joke, making fun of Hillary Clinton voters. He's now being charged with a crime of denying people the right to vote, which faced a, which these charges carried a max of ten years in jail. And he was just convicted by a jury in Brooklyn of the of this crime this week. So he now faces 10 years in jail. Obviously, they're going to appeal it. Um, and yet, so, it, you know, the First Amendment, I think, as we know, it died with this jury dis- decision. You know, the, the First Amendment, as you know, it doesn't exist anymore. And on top of that, another, a big reason he got convicted is because there was a massive, massive effort by the Southern Poverty Law Center to get to put this guy in jail. They had been on his ass for years and years and years. And not only were they like trying to get this guy, you know, thrown in jail, they successfully intimidated one of the witnesses for the defense into dropping out of the trial. This guy was a law professor who was going to testify in Douglas Mackey's favor. And the SPLC basically like threatened to go to his university and get him fired if he didn't drop out of the case. So we have witness intimidation from an outside group for this guy being convicted of, you know, shit posting in 2016. But this is this is now your country. People who make memes are getting put in jail for them. That's that's your country these days. It's just I think the left learned um, 
during COVID, and this is why they're they're so confident with the, you know arresting Donald Trump tomorrow, and we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but it's like you know a lot of people on the right are. I mean, they look at this Douglas Mackey thing. They're like, there's going to be this huge backlash, you know, you know, once Republicans take power and blah blah blah, and then you know people are like, ah, oh, you know, d- they're going to perp walk Donald Trump, and there's going to be you know riots in the streets and all that. No, there's not. Like the left has learned. Like if if COVID taught the left anything, it's that Republicans never do anything about anything. I mean, like Republicans were locked in their homes at gunpoint by a communist government and did nothing like Republicans did nothing as cops arrested a pastor in Kentucky, a red state, a red county, red city, red state. Republican cops arrested a Republican pastor for preaching the gospel and Republicans did nothing. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. I I think the left is just so emboldened by the impotence of the right in these last five years or so. I mean, it's like if Republicans weren't going to, you know, take it to the streets and actually get serious about taking power back and and holding these people accountable after they were like physically locked in their homes by tyrants at gunpoint, then they're not going to actually try to flip the script on anybody for anything. I mean, they're not going to hold these people accountable it's just, I don't know, man. Like, the left does not fear us. They do not fear the right. They don't, they know that the news cycle moves fast. People just move on. They know they can get away with anything. And I think just COVID, I mean, COVID taught the ruling class how docile the American people are. And that is the worst lesson they could have ever learned, man. Because they just, you know, if there was that balance, if there was the balance on on the right like they have on the left, I mean, like the George Floyd riots, cops kill a guy, Democrats go out and burn down every American city. You know what I mean? But they, there's no fear. Like, there's no incentive if you're a leftist. Like, the right isn't going to do anything. So it's like these people are just confident, man. They're confident throwing Douglas Mackey in prison. They're confident, <laughs> apparently, they're going to, you know, perp walk Donald Trump tomorrow. And these people, they just, they learn the lesson that they can get away with it. Well, yeah, the, the, the right needs to understand that waving around the Constitution and saying, we have a First Amendment right, is that doesn't work, okay? These people don't give a shit about the Constitution. They don't care about what it says. They only understand one thing, and that is raw power. They only understand raw power, and they're not afraid to use it. And the only way we're going to save our country is if... Our leaders, we elect leaders who understand how to use the power that they're given right back at them. That's the only way this will ever change. And, you know, I don't think, you know, I don't think the the GOP, I think there's a lot of people in the GOP who get it, but I don't think the majority of them do still. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, your, your typical normie Republican voter doesn't get it. Um, and it's just, you know, and look, your normal Democrat voter, just your your normal construction worker who lives in a blue city and has always voted blue. It's like, surely these people aren't down with the Dylan Mulvaney being the face of Bud Light. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, these people aren't all crazy. It's not like every Democrat voter is this madman who's okay with, you know, trannies killing Christians. It's not, it's not like that. But, like, Democrats, it's easy to whip Democrat votes. It's easy to get Democrats to vote the way the party wants them to. It's just not that easy to get Republican. Hurting Republicans is like hurting cats. So it's just like the Democrats have an advantage in on every single level. You know what I mean? It's like their base. It's easy. Like you, you have AOC supporting the war in Ukraine. Right? You know what I mean? Like you have Bernie Sanders supporting the war in Ukraine. 
and it's like they, these people will just do as they're told. They'll do what the overlords at the DNC say. It's just not like that on the right. You know, it's like you still get these these morons like, you know, Thune and Lindsey Graham and all these guys that are just useless. They hate their own base. They hate the base of the Republican Party. And they keep getting away with it because Republicans are just docile, man. Like they just don't put the pedal in the metal. They, they aren't interested in holding their people accountable. You know, and it, it starts with holding your own side accountable, right? Like, it's not, you're, you're not, sorry to break it to everybody, you're not holding the Biden family accountable for their crimes. It's just not going to happen. It, they're going to get away with it. But you have to be willing to hold your own people, the people who you voted for, who hate you, you have to be able to hold these people accountable. And just as of yet, yeah, Republicans have been unwilling to do so. Yeah, and it's never going to change until they decide that to do things that make them feel uncomfortable and use power when it's when they are given power in order to fight back against these people otherwise like we're not going to have a country anymore like more people are like they're 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 actively throwing enemies of the regime in jail for posting memes they're literally going to indict a former president and the guy currently winning in the polls for paying a porn star hush money that he didn't even use from his own funds and that they're inventing a new like legal idea in order to do it. Like people need to understand what time it is. Like it's, it's, it's time. It's, it's time. We need to elect people and we need, you know, to use, you know, Republicans in power have to actively play a role in fighting back against this or like our country's done. Yeah. And there's examples of, ways Republicans have been doing this uh, at the state level. And I don't know why that hasn't proven the point to everyone that it can be done. Like, you can wield the power that voters give you. I mean, look, look at all the school choice bills. I mean, there's all these, I think six or seven states now have universal school choice, where, like, every parent with a school-aged child has an education savings account with, like, you know, seven, eight grand a year per kid that they can use for whatever they want, you know, whatever education-related purposes they want. Florida was the latest state to do this, Arizona, West Virginia, Iowa, Utah, I believe, maybe a couple more. Um, it actually just failed in, in Georgia. Some rhinos uh, really, really screwed the pooch there. Hopefully those people are held accountable. But it's like, if you if you just use the mandate you're handed to, you're handed, and, and do something about it, you know, like what Doug Ducey did in Arizona, Ron DeSantis in Florida. It's like, yeah, like, the people want school choice. It polls well. Everybody wants it. We're just going to do it. I don't care what Randy Weingarten thinks. I don't care what, you know, the, the, the transurrectionists think. This is what we're going to do, and it's going <laughs> to help people. And it's wildly popular. Like, school choice is, like, 80-something percent nationally in every demographic. You know what I mean? Even, even on the left. It's like 68% of Democrats support school choice. So it's like... I hope these Republican leaders learn, like, you're not going to get, like, who cares what the New York Times says? Like, CNN, the Washington Post, they're going to lie about you. They're going to call you Hitler. They're going to whatever. They're going to say these things no matter what. Who cares? You're not going to get punished at the ballot box for doing the right thing. <laughs> okay, like, in a lot of ways, it, it, on a lot of these policies, they're, they're, they have massive appeal across the aisle, like school choice just being the latest example. It's like... I don't even know why these people are so hesitant to use the power that the voters have given them, even on issues that poll well. 
on on these 70 30 80 20 issues you see republicans in a lot of these states just sitting on their hands for absolutely no reason it's like i i get that there's a little bit of that like they're like puppies that have been beaten by their owner and they just sit in the corner crying because they, they're just tired of being called adolf hitler on cnn but it's like who cares nobody watches cnn <laughs> just do what you were hired to do yeah, and the other thing that should be sent, said about that is I think conservatives need to start paying a lot more attention to local politics and local races, because the real way we're going to save America is not by whether or not we win the House majority or the presidency in 2024. The real way you get things done is by taking over your school boards, taking over your DA's offices, taking, you know, taking over your county commissioner offices. Like these are like the, the people you elect there have a lot more impact on your life than what happens in Congress. That's a big reason why I, I now work for the State Freedom Caucus Network, where we're building the Freedom Caucuses in state legislatures, because I think a lot of the policy battles and a lot of the, the fights that conservatives care about are happening in school boards and they're happening in legislatures and they're happening in all these local places. And, and I think. You know, we, we've we started to pay a lot of attention to school boards over the last few years because we ne- we just never paid attention to it before. And now we actually started looking and seeing all the crap that's going on there. And the same thing needs to happen with legislatures and as well as district attorney offices. Like if I had to pick between taking the majority in Congress or taking the majority on a school board, I would pick school board over an, any day. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. There's certain things that are never it doesn't matter if we had. You know, if, if last year's midterms, we actually had a, a, this massive red wave that a lot of us thought we were going to get, and we had a 45-seat majority in Congress. Like, if you're not getting, like, universal school choice passed. Like, even with a massive—I mean, there's just too many Republicans out there on the national level who are rhinos or are not principled or they just really like, you know— strange new respect from the press you know they, they just they don't want to go against their their overlords in the regime you're just not going to get this this you know right-wing conservative legislation through congress but you can on the state level i mean you you absolutely can on the state level and even if you're like if you're a libertarian you're frustrated with all these wars it's like yeah i mean like sorry i mean like a, a whole bunch of republicans have introduced bills to uh you know repeal the aumfs from the early aughts and I think Matt Gates had a bill to, uh, I think we have like 950 soldiers still in Syria. Um, he's like, you know, no point to be a part of the Syrian civil war at this point in 2023. Let's move them out. That failed. It was like 100 voted for it. A few hundred voted against it. It's like, yeah, you're not going to end these wars through Congress. Like there's just not, like too many of these people are on the hook for the, you know, from the defense contractors. It's just not going to happen. If you care about that, Call your local representatives and tell them to support these defend the guard bills that are going through state houses across the country. And that what defend the guard would do essentially is make it illegal uh, for the federal government to use state national guardsmen unless they're fighting a war that has been an actual legal war that has been voted on by Congress, uh, which is, of course, none of the current wars we've, we've involved ourselves in right now. So it's like whatever pisses you off about government. Sorry, it's just not going to get done on the on in, in Congress. It's not going to get done on the federal level, but you can make a difference at the state level. Yeah, and, and and a much bigger difference than than people realize. And like, you know, part of my current as part of my current job right now, I've learned about just how bad some of these state GOPs are. Like all the things we complain about the GOP on the national level are, it's the same in the states, but on on a much greater scale. 
And I think it's something that I think a lot, you know, conservative donors and cons the conservative grassroots, it's something they really, really need to pay attention to in the same way that we've started to pay attention to school boards over the last couple of years. Because, you know, the Inflation Reduction Act may be a shitty bill, but you're not I don't I don't, I don't know how it'll I'll directly feel its impacts on my life as much as I will, you know, my state legislature allowing child mutilation to still be legal and as much as my legislature denying a school choice or my legislature putting on some track to central bank digital currencies. Like these are all insanely important things that Republicans are not doing or doing in state legislatures. And every conservative needs to start, needs to know who their uh, state representative and state senator are and start holding them accountable when they're not doing their jobs. Yeah, but I mean, because there's just no... You you cannot if you're a Republican if you're a conservative you cannot put up with what you know like in Georgia um, on Friday how, how these Republicans voted down the school choice bill um, you see states like Wyoming states like Montana these extremely far right states um, states that voted for Trump in 2020 it's something like you know 70 plus percent of the vote seeing these weak Rhino Republicans holding up conservative legislation it's like you you don't have to put up with that like there's no excuse i mean these are these are proposals that are if it were up you know, on a, a referendum would probably get 90 percent of the vote you know like in georgia what percentage of georgians would vote for school choice 75 80 percent i mean like tons i mean one it's a very conservative state also if you look at the demographics uh, the the minority groups that support school choice black americans support school choice to the tune of like 90 percent even more than just Republicans generally. Republicans generally, it's like 85%. Black Americans, it's like 90 So it's like, you you don't have to put up with this if you live in Georgia. Vote these idiots out. You're going to get another Republican. Don't buy into the whole, oh, you know, we don't want to primary anybody. It would help the Democrats. No, it won't. It's a, it's not going to help the Democrats in rural Georgia. You're going to get a Republican. Just get a good one. There's no, there's no excuse that, you know, a state like, you know, Arizona, which is a swing state, which is represented by... I think exclusively Democrats, both in con you know in in the Senate and statewide, there, there's no reason why they have universal school choice. Each kid gets eight grand a year towards whatever school they want, homeschooling, whatever they want. But you can't get it done in in Georgia, right? You can't get it done in Ohio. Like, there's no excuse for that. These people need to go. They need to be voted out. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, the situation in Georgia was was truly like a, a sham. Like 16 Republicans voting against universal school choice, this issue that is like widely supported by Republicans, independents, and even Democrats, like there's, there's no excuse for that. But again, like we pay so much attention to national politics, Congress and whatnot, that we completely forget about what's happening in the states where actual, actual policy victories that conservatives care about can be won on, on like several different issues. Like, and you can go state red state by red state and to understand what the, how deep the problem goes. I'll give you an example at the last, in the last session of the Wyoming legislature, the, the speaker of the house blocked bills for universal school choice. He blocked the Florida parental rights and education style bill. And he blocked a bill to ban uh, children from going through sex changes in Wyoming, which is the state Donald Trump won by a greater percentage than any other in the 2020 election. You can go to South Dakota, where the Republican legislature, over the objections of the Freedom Caucus, 
passed a bill that would put the state on a track to a central bank digital currency. You know, and Republicans tried to do that. And luckily, Governor Nome vetoed it. But Republicans tried to do that in Arizona, too. And our Freedom Caucus killed it in committee. They tried. They're going to be trying to do it in several other red states now. You can go to, to South Carolina, where they just had their debate over the budget, where the, the leadership blocked the Freedom Caucus trying to defund all of the university DEI programs, while at the same time they were giving massive tax breaks to Volkswagen and Scout Motors who come to South Carolina. This you know woke electric vehicle company they were giving massive tax breaks to as they were blocking the defunding of DEI. Like the, you can go state by state. The problem is insanely deep and we need to pay attention to it and yeah. hold Republicans accountable who are failing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's just no reason that Lindsey Graham represents South Carolina. Like there's no, there's no reason why Liz Cheney represented Wyoming for the last decade. I mean, it's just, these, these states are deep red, you know, the fact that we get better people out of Ohio or you get better people out of Florida, I guess Florida's not really a swing state anymore, but um, the fact you get more right wingers, more actual conservatives coming out of quote unquote swing states than you do these deep red states. It's like, man, representatives from Wyoming and South Carolina and, and North Dakota, South Dakota, it's like those should be freedom fighters, man. Like those people should be coming to Congress strapping their boots on and kicking ass every day. I mean, they, they should be leading the charge on conservative legislation, and they're just not. You know, and I don't know. I mean, there's there's probably a lot of reasons for that. Like, if, you know, elections aren't competitive, it just doesn't, you know, it's like a boxer who doesn't train for the big fight. You know, it's like if you don't have competitive elections, you know, weaker politicians make it through. It's easier to get elected if you kind of suck at your job and all that. So, I mean, I, I do understand that on an intellectual level, but it's like, the the voters themselves need to stop putting up with it because you don't have to. It, you do not. You'd have other alternatives. There are other people that actually care about freedom, actually compare, can care about conservative values and and so forth, ready to run for office if you encourage them to. It's just like it, it's it, it it's kind of the same. Like Wyoming's one of them. South Carolina's one of them. Where it's like you just know these states are going to produce absolute douchebags. <laughs> and you're like, why? I mean, like Trump got what seventy eight percent of the vote. I mean, there's there's six hundred thousand people in Wyoming. Five hundred thousand of them are conservatives. You know, it's like there's just no reason that these people are still in office blocking good bills. Like they, they you you do not need to put up with this if you live in Wyoming. Yeah, I mean, it's just a case where where these politicians are deceiving the voters. It's it's either that they're just li- they're pretending to run as conservatives, and then they govern as liberal when they get there. But people keep voting them in because they have an R next to their name, or they or they just fall into the special interest pressure that exists in state capitals all over America, just like it does in 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 D.C. Like we have the swamp doesn't just exist in D.C. There are 50 swamps and 50 state capitals all over America with with massive special interest pressure, with massive lobbyist pressure on all these lawmakers who are running as conservative. But then they get into office and they do what the lobbyists want instead of what their voters want. And it's it's a really big problem and it needs to be rooted out. Absolutely. And I love what you guys are doing as well, really putting the pressure on these people and, and, and you know, bringing some of these issues to people's you know consciousness in these states. Um, I, I really like what uh, what what's um, uh, Ryan Gerdusky's organization. The seventeen seventy six so, project. Yeah, they're, yes. They, they, yeah, they're they're a school board pack working to flip to elect conservative school board members, which is I think some of the most important work that's being done in the conservative movement today. 
And they've been working and, on that know, for what? Two, they've been working on that for what? Two years, and they flipped how many school board seats? I mean, hundreds across the country. Flipped, flipped over 100 in 2021 alone, and they're only growing here. And there's actually a, it's election day tomorrow in Wisconsin and Illinois, where you know where all school boards are on the ballot, and they have a list of candidates that they brought out that they endorsed. So tomorrow's election day. So if you live in Wisconsin or Illinois, get out and vote in your school board. And in Wisconsin, there's that really important Supreme Court justice race happening, too. Right. Which basically, you know, yet election integrity laws are on the line if liberals take over the school board there. So no matter how you feel about Trump and DeSantis, we're not going to win if the Wisconsin Supreme Court strikes down voter I- their voter ID law before 2024. So get out and vote for Dan Kelly and vote for your, in your school boards as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these, yeah, you know. And we'll actually we don't really have time to get into the Trump stuff. We'll kind of wait and see what happens tomorrow and I'll, I'll discuss it on, on Wednesday. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, in, in a lot of these states, if we don't clean up the, the voting process, it doesn't really matter who the Republican nominee is. And you're, you're kind of dead on, on arrival there. Um, so, yeah, obviously this election in, in Wisconsin today is or tomorrow is extremely important. Um, yeah, I mean, a ton of other stuff I wanted to get to, but we're out of time. Greg, my brother, thanks for doing this, man. Let's do it again soon. Where can everybody uh, check out your stuff, follow you, keep in touch, all that good stuff? Follow me on Twitter at Greg underscore Price 11. Uh, check out the State Freedom Caucus Network. We are growing bigger and bigger every day. We're trying to be in 20 states by the end of the year, currently in 11. Um, and yeah, thanks for having me on, Brady. Always great to be on with you. Absolutely. Everybody follow Greg. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks.